Welcome into the official. We are continuing our position by position overview of the 2023 class. So we're getting down into early signing day. We'll be coming up in less than about five to six weeks. We've been preparing ourselves for the 2023 class. They're all, you know, certainly the high ranking guys are about to sign here in the end of December. Um, and so gearing up for that, we are looking at these class top 10 by position and then some deep shots, similar to how we did the quarterbacks last week. So if you missed the quarterbacks last week on the official, go back to YouTube, check out that episode. Um, you'll get our evaluation of the top 10, what to expect, and then also some deep shots from each of us here at the official. And this week is running backs. This is the official. <laughs> guys we got a full house here david and matt glad you're joining me we had a good time last week talking about quarterbacks you guys ready to talk about that crown jewel of any recruiting class especially in the fantasy side which is that three down workhorse running back yes of course always love talking Uh, running backs oh yeah even though you're a big wide receiver guy i think you also like big running backs as well Absolutely. Uh, so so yeah we're gonna talk running backs um you know i think you could even argue that running a, a true three down workhorse running back is actually the most rare thing in fantasy uh, football, the way that the, a lot of offenses are going both on the college side and the NFL side. So this is really important to get these right in your freshman drafts. Before we get started, go check out campus our parent website. And uh, you know, for all other things associated with college football, whether it is, Um, more recruiting coverage that you want, our tools for recruiting, our comparison tool, which allows you to say, hey, what is this recruit going to be like uh, on an athletic measurement comparison? Of course, we've got rankings, more extensive than we will even talk about here on the official. We've got college fantasy coverage. We've got betting coverage. We've got um, just really anything you could want to enjoy your Saturdays more, to enjoy college football more, and all for an entry price of $2.99 a month. And it goes up from there if you want additional features and tools. So let's get right into it. We're going to talk about a lot of running backs tonight. Might as well just get going with it. Um, The top 10 for us starts with Cedric Baxter. And these are the C2C top 10. And Cedric Baxter is number one. I think there's a good argument here, although I always have to hedge it with the fact that I personally have a little bit of a lower rating on him. Um, I'm thinking of shifting that and, and seeing how I can get those grades up because I really do believe he's one of the highest upside guys. Matt, big wide receiver, big running back, whatever. Cedric Baxter's a big running back. And why do you like him? I know uh, you've said uh, that you like him quite a bit and would have even put him at RB2 in last year's class, uh, you know, behind everyone's number one uh, singleton. Yeah, his uh, strengths are pretty clear in that, you know, he's the big and the fast in this class, which there aren't too many in this class, especially, you know, in terms of size. But on top of that, he's also a really refined runner. Um, he, he's really good around the line, you know, going around linebackers, finding the right hole, getting to the second level. And then once he gets to the second level, 
you know, he takes off and he goes. Uh, you know, he's not as shifty laterally as some, you know, other guys in this class. I think he's fine in that area. But the big knock at the moment, I would say, is uh, hands. We'd like to see him, you know, do that catch a little bit more. But that was a concern with Nicholas Singleton, too. So it, it's not the end of the world for a, such a, a powerful runner like him. Right. David, I'll ask you to play devil's advocate a little bit. I think you have Baxter very high, maybe RB1 as well on your personal rankings. Um, but what what should we be concerned about with Baxter? Is there anything that, you know, Matt said hands, is there anything else uh, that would make you shy away at all? Or is he very clearly the RB1? I don't know. It's Maybe it's a little aggressive to say clearly. Um, I don't think the services have him as a consensus number one, but, you know, Matt pointed out his weaknesses, you know, um, you know, his lateral movement isn't like off the charts or anything. I think it's fine. And then from all the reports I've seen is that he, he catches the ball well in camps, but they don't use him as a pass catcher in the, in the offensive high in, at his high school. That happens a lot too. It's like, you got to dig for more evidence that he can do it. Um, so, you know, usually I had to YouTube and I look to see, you know, how he does in camp settings. I actually haven't seen, I haven't found any, um, any videos of him in camps, but, um, the on three right up has him catching, says he's a really good pass catcher. So actually he's like, apparently he's a converted wide receiver. Hmm. I think like when he was a freshman or a, a sophomore, he was actually a receiver. So I, I think he's fine in that regard, but you know. He's big and fast and well-rounded enough, I think, to be number one. Yeah, you know, my eval, I watched him again today because I just, you know, by the numbers, you know, I don't try to set out and say, hey, I'm going to put this guy at a certain spot. I just grade it like I see it. And whatever the final number is, is where they, where they land. And he just didn't come out that high. I did ding him for no real receiving work evidence that I could see. Um, I did ding him for what you guys are saying, lateral agility. I think that is an area I grade. Um, I'm, I'm a, a stickler. I want to see agility. I want to see that side to side a little bit more. Um, but at the end of the day, he is 215, 220 pounds. He hits 22 miles an hour. Is that right? Or at least I know 21. I believe 21.5 is the fastest. We've so 21.5 at 215, 220 is like great. I mean, that's fantastic. So he's huge. and He's fast. Um, he's probably going to a good offense at Texas, although that is a, a little bit in question right now. I think he's been flirting with uh, Florida State, which from a fantasy perspective, I would be less excited about. Um, but, you know, I think the reality is he's got the size, speed, build, and running back acumen to be a day two draft pick. Like we can say that right now, even going to a high major power five school. So, there's a lot to like about Cedric Baxter, and I really don't have a problem with him being number one, even though my personal – just my personal bias is I like the agility, I like the receiving in my running backs. But, you know, like you said, similar to Singleton, we didn't know he could catch. It didn't really matter. And that's kind of where I'm coming around on Baxter too myself uh, is like even though my grade may not have him as high, I may just have to bump him up because I want him on my fantasy team. Um, moving down to Justice Haynes, I'll take the lead here because I have been a Justice Haynes stan. Um, I'm glad that the other people at C2C seem to like him as well. He is the running back two. 
uh, for us, which is probably in line with what the services have him. He's anywhere between one or probably, I don't think he's one anywhere, but he's anywhere between two and four or five, depending on your service. Baxter is one on, on three, he's two on 24 seven. And I think rivals might have him a little lower. So we're not that out of sync at the top here. What I really like about Haynes and it's been backed up by other people um, in the industry He's a good route runner. He's got soft hands. I think he's a complete running back. He's big enough at over 200 pounds, headed to Alabama. There's just a lot to like. And I know, you know, I'll let you say the knock a little bit, um, but I really like a well-rounded running back who's going to a high major school. And uh, my evaluation just may miss some things that he's actually even better than I think. Um, but at the very worst, I think he's good in all phases, like a Najee Harris. You know, Najee Harris doesn't have – that thing that you can hang your hat on that says he's elite in any one area, but he was great at Alabama. He was an ex extremely good fantasy pick in Alabama. And then there's a first round draft pick in the NFL. So um, that could be the track that Haynes winds up on, you know, maybe day two, but that's pretty much fine for running backs. Uh, we'll just go back to David here. You like Haynes. I know you're a little bit with me. I know Matt might be a little lower, so let him finish. Actually, can I butt in here? David is actually has the lowest grade on Haynes right now. Oh, David. Oh, so, my God. So, yeah, the tides have turned there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think my grades are low. I you liked him, David. Tell me, tell me what your eval is then. No, I, I like him. I I think he's pretty good at everything. I think uh, he came he came on our radar um when we watched those camp those camp videos for the last class he was one of the underclassmen that showed up yep. and the guy was cooking everyone in one-on-one -on -one stuff when one-on-one -on -one drills and like he's a good pass catcher I don't know he's just like I just wish he had just a little bit more juice and was just a little bit bigger but I mean I, I don't I don't dislike him I think he's I think I have him top five or top six uh, somewhere around there. So I definitely like him. I don't really have anything to say against him other than that, you know, Alabama's just got a bunch of guys in that room. It's like, how much, how much is he going to produce on the college side? I, I don't know. Matt, here's your time to shine. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's not even that I dislike, I believe he's my RB6 or my RB7 right now. So it's not even that I hate him that much as a player. It's just, he's going to such a crowded room and a room that doesn't really split carries that often so and especially when you know jamari miller has a very similar skill set except i would say an even more well-rounded one and he has a size and he has more experience going in so we're we're hedging on you know whether haynes is going to be college relevant at all here because if you know if jamarian takes that job haynes isn't doing anything really until year three Sobering news. That's that's true. And actually, I think that's a good point about Jamarian Miller, who is another guy I really liked in last class. Um, they may they, you know, they may have overlapping comparable skill sets. Actually, I think that's a good point. And, and Miller, who I actually really like, I definitely think when you go to Alabama or you go to Georgia and you're looking at these guys, you know, you do have to say I'm picking this player on, you know, NFL potential on my you know, in my campus Canton team. Uh, Cause yeah, you're, you're going to get one, maybe two, but probably one, one and a half years of usable, you know, production be, before, cause the freshman year is probably going to be out, out the window and just sit on your bench. Um, so you are picking these guys for like more of a Debbie angle 
I think, when they go to your Alabamas or your Georgias. Mm-hmm. One guy who is definitely going to be CFF relevant as soon as 2023 is Ruben Owens going to Louisville, who if he sticks with that commitment, you know, he could start day one, like no questions asked. This guy's a five-star. He's out of Texas. He does show a diverse skill set. Um, what do you guys think about Owens? I know that he's most people's, uh, you know, he's the, I think he's many services number one. He falls here to three for us. Um, but should he be number one? Should he be over Baxter, do you think? If you take into account that college production? I, I would say no, but he is my RB2, you know, mm-hmm. because I do value that production over like a Haynes, for example, who I think there's a similar talent at least, but Owens is at least, you know, you can see the production in line a lot easier with him. And, you know, he's been a hyper producer in high school. You know, he's the, the models yeah. RB1 in this class by a mile, just on the production alone. So, you know, I feel like he's just a really safe pick on that college upside. And, you know, I think he has good NFL upside on top of it, too. He's really, he's tested really, really well in uh, some verified events. Yeah. Um, let's just keep it going here. I know, David, you've seen Roderick Robinson in person, haven't you? At one of the Elite 11s, wasn't he there? Yeah, he was there. He was out there catching passes. That's, um, his, that's the thing with him, right? He's 230 pounds, but but can catch passes, run some routes. That's a rare combination, which is why he's our four, even though he's a little bit lower for most industry. I mean, I think he's outside the top 10 on 24-7, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he's pretty low for most of the services. Um, I don't. They probably don't have verified numbers, workout numbers on him, or I'm not exactly sure, but he is verified 238 pounds at this point. Like, the guy is an absolute monster he's a tank. Um, yeah yeah recently uh shout out to fusu on twitter at debbie yusuf he uh he got him at 21.9 miles per hour on a run this year for on his senior tape um so we're That's talking about a 238 cooking. pound man that hit 21.9 miles I, matt did you test this this run uh, i actually didn't get around by i you know you retesting up the 21.7 yeah i used our old method got pretty much the same 21.7 yeah right around that area so that's a lot of jewels i mean i don't know so it's like this guy is going to be running through people he's got good agility too and like i said he can catch so it's like i i moved him up to my tier one actually with after after learning that i mean with new information i i'm not afraid to make changes so he's he's my running back too right now Whoa. Okay. Okay. I, you know, I don't think you can argue some of those, uh, you know, those puzzle pieces coming together, size, speed, and that, that third dimension we're always looking for, which is ability to play in the past game. Uh, very, very interesting uh, player. And, you know, for fantasy purposes, I think he's right there uh, in this kind of top tier of running backs. I don't think that's unreasonable. Um and then we got Cam Selden, who we can we can talk a little bit about, but I think we can keep it pretty quick. He is an athlete. He's played receiver and quarterback wildcat and also running back for his high school team. I see tons of bursts. He's, again, 220. He's, like, not quite as big as Robinson, but one of these huge guys. For him, to what I really love is the burst for Selden. Um, that first few steps at his size is, is pretty remarkable. And what I, I think I texted you guys in the Slack at one point and was like, you know, there's some plays where Selden just kind of looks like Tecmo Bowl out there, just 
kind of running around a bunch of guys who just simply can't put a hand on him, you know, and he's big and fast and he's bigger than everyone. Um, but we don't really know some of those like true RB skills. We assume that he can catch because he also played some receiver lining out wide, things like that. Um, you know, Matt, is there a word of caution for Selden other than he's a bit of an unknown, but I think the upside is, is very, very high for him. Yeah, I'd say that sums up really well. I mean, he's kind of a definition of a boom-bust player there. We don't know what position he's going to play. Uh, you know, if he plays coming from such a small, small level of competition where, you know, statistically from what we have seen and what we've seen from game tape, he hasn't been like a totally dominant player there. Now, that might partially have to do with like, you know, the coach just saving him because he knows, you know, he's better off not getting injured for college or whatever. But, you know, you still like to see – a player of that caliber dominating at that level. Yes, I we always want to see that domination for sure. Let's flip the page here to the rest of our top 10. Um, and a guy I really like, although his senior year is, you know, maybe a little more concerning, but he's still inside of our top 10. Number six, a Marion Peterson. He's headed to an elite offense at USC. Um and the story in a nutshell here is, you know, he's playing potentially at 190 or so, under 200 as a junior. I love his junior film. Like, he's one of my favorites. I mean, my, like, I think by grading his junior film alone, it was, like, my top two or three running back in the class. He's put on weight, which we thought at the first mention was really good, like 210, 215. But I watched his senior film, and it's what you guys said. What did you see on his senior film? I think it was one of you guys that pointed out a couple of issues. Yeah, I, I noticed he was definitely looking a bit clunkier, uh, definitely laterally looking a lot worse. Uh, Acceleration-wise, you know, just everything. You, you could tell the weight gain just didn't, you know, go as he might have expected. At least that's how it seemed to us. Um, we did retime him. David got him at just over 21 miles per hour, I believe, which before we were getting him at, you know, right around 22. So a bit of a drop there, but still good speed, yeah. you know, a long speed at least, but it looks like he's taking a little while to get there. Yeah. I mean, one of his, one of my favorite things, he was so shifty and elusive uh, in his junior tape. And I, I agree. I mean, I, I took a look at the senior stuff and it was noticeable. I, I mean, I had that little bug in my ear, like, Hey, be on the lookout. Is he quite as explosive? And I agree. It was a little bit more running in sand kind of, kind of thing. So I was a little disappointed, but like you said, if you still got him over, I mean, you know, for the listeners here, anything over 21, really at any size is pretty good. Uh, but if you're doing over 21 miles an hour and you're over to 200, 210, you know, that that's really great. Like, you know, for long speed, um, obviously there's some that are even better, but really that's kind of that borderline that you're looking for at number seven. Alabama comes in with a second running back in the top 10 for us and also in the industry top 10 with Richard Young. Both, uh, this guy's out of Florida. Um, David, do you have any thoughts on Richard Young? Yeah, I mean, Richard Young, he's another reason why I'm tempering my expectations on Haynes as well because it's like Richard Young is, he's, you know, he's got the sizes around 200 pounds. Um, he's got the build. He's got like a thick lower half. He's, he made our freak list. You know, he, he can hit 21 over 21 miles per hour. Uh, I believe he's recruiting analytics uh, top athlete at the position. Um, 
you know, which, in, which incorporates, uh, you know, change of direction and acceleration and stuff like that. Um, I like his running style in general. Like he's just, he runs angry. He's going to break a, a lot of tackles. Um, and he actually has pretty good agility and he can string together moves as well. You know, the big knock on him is we really don't have much evidence of pass catching, so, you know, so he's not a, he's not a complete running back at this stage. Yeah, that's fair. I think he's a great runner. Um, but, but you're right. I mean, I see like Haynes is maybe that third down back, third down back plus young maybe is that first two downs for when you're running the ball. Um, then we have a, uh, athlete, I think he's listed as an athlete, right? Fagan, uh, going to Illinois, but he's about, this guy's just absolutely massive. I mean, you watch him on his tape and I don't think there's anyone on the field, including linemen who are as big as he is. It's absolutely kind of hilarious. Um, but Matt, you, you brought him to my attention first, and now he winds up as our running back eight. So tell me a little bit about Fagan, and then we'll, we'll kind of wrap up here with the last two guys. Yeah, Caitlin Fagan is, uh, you know, like you're saying, a massive guy, 6'2", 220, to you know, some places listed 235. A very athletic guy, though, and you know, it's very clear on the tape. Uh, he's playing very against – Pretty low-level competition, but he is absolutely dominating them. Uh, you know, well over 10 yards per carry last time I checked. Um, uh, he, another issue with the, you know, we, we don't have much evidence of him as a receiver, which is a bit concerning. But, you know, going to Illinois, you saw what they did with Chase Brown this year. They fed him. And I, I think they're really, really excited about Fagan coming around. He, he should be the next lead back there by my estimation. And, that should lead to him being very, very CFF relevant. Yeah, it's definitely a CFF play, if nothing else. I mean, you're talking about a guy who could handle 30, 30 plus carries a game the way that Brown is. Um, so then we have Dontavis Braswell. He is going to South Carolina. And in the interest of time, we've talked about him on other shows as well. We really do like him. He's um, uh, My assessment is he's a little bit wild in terms of every play, could be a kind of reverse field marathon to to go 20 yards downfield vertically but he really does show a lot of speed a lot of juice and he's good size um and then we have augustine uh, i guess i have written here augustine but it's augustave uh, or yeah. augustav and so that's my bad everyone but we uh he's going to arkansas and we do have a clip here of him um and, you know, Matt, I think we all kind of like him, but you did bring him to our attention. So why don't you take us through this clip real quick? Uh, I'd love to take credit, but he's actually Austin's guy. Okay. And, uh, he's, he's another guy, another long running back, 6'2", 190, uh, incredibly fast. We got him at 21.7 miles per hour. And you can see it right on his tape. He flies down the field. He's super physical. Going to Arkansas, Ooh. he could be next in line after, you know, Raheem Sanders is gone. So uh, he's definitely a really exciting player with a huge ceiling. And I believe he recently jumped up to 24-7's RB4 in the class. So that's something pretty notable. Yeah, absolutely. Really impressive stuff there from him. And you can see on that clip, I mean, there was like – there was one where he just totally trucked a guy. He's obviously very fast. Um, and I, I do like him. And also I think Arkansas is becoming a team where, like, it's worth keeping track of who they're offering and who they're signing because uh, they've definitely done a nice job kind of going with some of these athletic just freaks that maybe a little positionless. I mean, I don't think I, I guess falls into that, but 
um, just really athletic, very fast guys. And, and, you know, they're, they're producing over there at Arkansas. So that's pretty interesting. So that kind of rounds out our top 10. And what we like to do is here um, at the official, of course, is also, you know, walk you through some sleepers because this is how you win leagues. I mean, you're picking up some of these guys at the very end of freshman drafts, some three stars, um, having kind of a waiver wire speed dial. So at the first mention of like a guy getting some touches or, or camp work, you want to pick them up before they actually do something. So you're already rostering these guys. A uh, perfect example this last year was Quinchon Judkins, you know, who's a three-star. And we were saying this guy is really, really good. And he's basically made Zach Evans irrelevant, which is incredible. Um, and has become a fantasy producer week in and week out for Ole Miss. So, um, you know, don't forget about the three stars. And so what I want to do is start with David here because um, – one of his sleepers is a four-star guy, but definitely ranked a little bit lower. And you don't hear him routinely discussed uh, in the elite guys. But Quint- Quinton Joyner here, 5'11", 203, hits 21 miles an hour, going to USC. So you love that. So we got kind of two USC guys we're going to highlight here. Um, tell me a little bit about Quinton Joyner. And I've got a clip for us to watch as well, uh, David. Yeah, I don't know if I'd, I'd designate him as like a sleeper, but I wanted to talk about him because he's uh, running back 17 on the website. Uh, I have him as running back five right now. He's just the guy that grew on me the more and more I watched him, um, mostly because I definitely think he's over 200 pounds by now. I know he was listed at 190 at one point, but uh, he looks he kind of reminds me of like Quinshawn. Like the more I watch his tape, the more I like him. He's not afraid to lower the shoulder. He's going to break a lot of tackles. He's you know, you, like you said, he hits 21.4 miles per hour. If there's if if the guy's 200 pounds and he's hitting over 21 miles an hour, I'm just gonna like him, like generally speaking. So, but I think he's got quick quick feet. He's good between the tackles. Um, you know, he seems like a fine pass catcher from what I've seen. His high school production checks checks boxes for me. So, I I just think, you know, like his tape didn't pop for me right away, but the more I watched him, the more I'm like, oh, this guy's kind of a grinder. I, I kind of like his style. Yeah, I mean, I do think he shows some hands, uh, if I remember correctly. So you've got, you know, he can do it between the tackles. He's big enough. He's got some hands in an elite offense that's going to put up points, um, you know, even if he's not super featured. At the worst case, if he's a, if he's a committee back in there, you, you know, you can see you can still use those guys on your team. They're not, you know, useless. And so uh, as we've seen with even Travis Dye, who I wouldn't consider like a true workhorse, but he's been great this year because they just have so many touchdowns to go around in that offense. And they're going to continue to do that. Um, Matt, I'm glad you picked this guy. Cause if you didn't, I was going to feel like I needed to ever since you kind of brought him up. DJ Oliver has been a guy. I'm like, I mean, I want Florida to offer him. I know he's been to a game. I think he could be useful in our backfield currently committed to, USF tell us about the six foot 237 pound monster running back from Port St. Joe. Yeah. It's been a while since we talked to Oliver. So I figured I, it's about time to bring him back up. Um, he's uh, you know, obviously a massive running back. We've clocked him at 20.5 miles per hour, which is fantastic at that size. But what's really you know notable about him is he has a really well-rounded uh, skill set. He's a fantastic receiver. As you can see up there, 20% receiving market share. Um, and, you know, he showed off just great hands, making, you know, jumping catches, uh, getting opening camps. 
you know, so that's a proven part of his game. That's something pretty rare, a player his size. Uh, he has he's super powerful. He has a lot of really good verified lifting times. Uh, he's actually the nephew of LeGarrette Blunt. You know, a little fun fact in there. So he has that mm. NFL line to go along with it. Um, and, yeah, I just think he's a really solid player. At the minimum, I think he's set up to be a really good CFF player. Uh, with you know, Maybe he can end up as a day three player. Draft pick, that would be fantastic for him. Yeah, I mean, I'll chime in here. You can see here on these on these clips, like he does have a burst. I mean, you can tell how big he is um, watching that, but also you can see him like he he beats guys to holes, he beats guys to angles, uh, even at two thirty seven, which is pretty impressive. And I really like DJ Oliver, and like yeah, like we pointed out, I mean that that twenty percent market share as a junior, it was um, super impressive. Even if it's screens, like if you're two thirty seven and contributing at all in the passing game, like that's Really nice as a prospect. Um, I'm going to bring up Keon, Keewan Brown. He's a guy actually not too far away from me down in uh, South Atlanta High School. 5'9", 205. So pretty good stout frame there. And he's been a hyper, hyper productive guy in the last two years. Um, the yards and everything is compiling up as well. But 73 touchdowns in the last two seasons uh, I thought was pretty impressive. I think he's on his way to – back-to-back 30 touchdown or no, you had like 38 last year and he's approaching 30 um, or something. I don't know, something like that. He, he's got a ton of touchdowns. So, so he gets in the end zone. And when you watch the tape on him, he is nice and stout. So he's got a good frame and he's just bursty. Uh, here he is. And he really hits some holes. He's got a few cuts, but he seems to have good vision. He navigates in traffic pretty well and he does pull away which you like to see even that subtle move there to kind of get that safety to not be able to continue his angle and keep, you know, keep distance from the guy chasing him as well. But I just like his movement skills. I think he's shifty in traffic and then he does have home run power as well. Uh, Kind of a unique player headed to Purdue. So we've seen what Devin Mockaby has done as a true freshman for Purdue this year. And all of a sudden, he's kind of burst on the CFF scene as a very usable player in that offense. And similar to some of these other good offenses we talked about, there's just scoring opportunities because they throw a lot, they get to the end zone, they get in the red zone, and there's a lot of touchdowns to be had, even in the Big Ten. So I like this guy, if he can go carve out a nice role at Purdue. Um, three-star guy, again, I mean, he's a guy I have my eye on, but like in freshman drafts, he's going to be whatever, last round, maybe last pick. Just keep an eye on Keewon Brown. And if we hear in spring camp, uh, if he I don't know if he's an early enroll or not, but if we hear that he's like making noise early, definitely jump on on uh, getting some Keewon Brown on your on your rosters. Next up, let's go back to David for Tybo Rogers here. 5'11, 180, so not imposing physical frame, but really interesting to pull out. He's gonna be one of the youngest players in this entire class on signing day. Will only be 17 basically 17 years old. Yeah, he's, I think his last verification was like over a year ago at 180. So I'm hoping he's bigger by now and his young age, I'm hoping that he has more growth potential. So usually I don't love betting on these guys, these smaller running backs, but you know, I think he's one of the, I think he's probably the best receiving back that I've watched so far. So uh, hits 21 miles per hour. I think he's really fluid. He's got a six stiff arm. You saw one there. You're gonna yeah. you're about to see another one at the end of this run. 
Like he's just good at football. I, I like to say, like he just punked that kid. So um, I watched him in some of his camp stuff. Like he's really good at running around. Like he's a really crisp route runner as well. Uh, you can see the fluidity there. Um, but you know, the size is the only knock for me really. But, and I like the, I like the landing spot, uh, landing spot at Washington. The running, running back room is, uh, you know, relatively thin and it's just a good offense. You probably want a piece of. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, on that last clip, the last play right there, you could see he was pulling away from that safety, which is one thing I look for. It's one thing to have a long run. You know, but but when we're evaluating film, what I like to, you know, our safety is like closing the gap. Um, you know, when they, by the time they get to the end zone, is someone ha has someone made up ground on them or are they still pulling away? And it's fairly rare to continue to pull away. But I feel like I saw that there where like he's still lengthening that gap between him, the closest defender, uh, even crossing the end zone. So I think he's got legit speed there. That's a good call. I really hadn't even, that name was new to me when you brought him up, but I think that's a really good call. And again, these guys who are lower rated with some skills that you can be excited about in good offenses. Now that Washington has an elite offense, I would say definitely for fantasy, you keep your eyes on these guys. Um, uh, oh gosh. Yeah. So Matt, you're going super deep. A guy with no stars to his name, but some good offers. Tell us about a Jamari. I think it's Jamarius Haynes. Yeah. Jamarius, I believe is pronounced. Uh, he recently got an out of the blue, uh, his first offer ever from Clemson uh, after the Syracuse game. He just went there on a visit and they surprised offer him. He had no Division One offers or anything yet. Uh, he's a player out of Alabama. Uh, he, uh, he also has offers from Washington State and Western Kentucky now. And he's visited Georgia, uh, you know, before the season started. This season, though, he put up a 460-yard game, uh, which is, you know, incredible. Uh, he's averaging over 11 yards per carry this season, over 1,000 yards on the season, 10-9, uh, 100 meter, uh, and reported 4-4-5, 40 time, and reported 38 vert. So we're talking really athletic guy here. C.J. Spiller has been out to see him play a few times. Uh, you just saw him last, uh, last week. He had a 200-yard rushing performance in a playoff game, which was pretty great. And something notable here is that Clemson doesn't really have an heir apparent at running back once Will Shipley leaves. Uh, Phil Moffitt will probably take the job for one year, assuming he stays. But then after that, you know, in the 2022 class, they only got one running back, Keith Adams, who was, you know, another pretty lowly Ray guy. Out of Utah. And, I think he had like a legacy connection or something. I, I, I think it was almost like a, like, a, like a gift offer. Yeah, I don't really know anything about him. So they don't have – they didn't get anybody in 2022, really. And then they didn't get anybody in this class yet. Uh, they have Haynes offered. They have uh, Jamari Wilcox. Yeah, Jamari Wilcox offered, who is another really good sleeper. And uh, Christopher jo Johnson offered, who, you know, is – Out of I, South Florida, I think Miami is his probable destination. Yeah, and I kind of like guy, him, but he's but, small. He's very yeah. small. He's very fast and electric, but he's small. So it's likely whoever they get in this class is – good chance of being their next guy running back so yeah i mean that's a great call like that's just he is and you would imagine with the clemson offer and some of these stats and stuff i mean at some point these services will wake up and slap three stars on his name but right now he does have a profile on 24 7 and on three but zero stars 
my last guy here is going to be um, Jordan Louie uh, out of the Atlanta area. So I do look at Georgia, and, and these guys happen to come out, but I just think Georgia is a fertile recruiting state. Uh, I didn't mean to pick guys from Atlanta, but uh, he's six foot. And the big thing here to me, he's two, 205 on, on three. He's 210 on 24-7. So I think he's definitely over 200 pounds. And six feet, you can. I think you can put some more weight on. So he's a big guy. He's going to have that workhorse size. And he's got a skill set because this year he's got 36, 584 in the receiving game. He has, you know, plenty of rushing yards, over 1,500 or whatever. He shows legitimate receiving skills. Downfield, catching the ball, um, which I really like. I mean, like we've kind of talked about, when you've got size, some modicum of speed, but then you're showing legit receiving work. It's just a good type of player to, to place a bet on. And here he is um, here. I'm not sure we'll get to see in these first few plays uh, legitimate receiving work. And frankly, as a runner, like I'm not blown away. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that his like his running skills are incredible. He's not the shiftiest guy. I think he has decent top end speed, but um, it's more of a bet on size and the ability to, to ha play in all three phases of the, of the game. He was committed to West Virginia, recently decommitted, and now getting some strong buzz to UNC, which, of course, as a fantasy player would be fantastic. That offense is incredible. They've produced high, high-end running backs in recent history. Um, and no one's really taken – we thought the two freshmen this year would really take the bull by the horns, but they haven't. So I think there's some ability there for that – you know, that offense is begging for a workhorse running back. He's got the size, speed, and like I said, we didn't get receiving on there. But if you continue to watch that tape uh, on huddle, you'll see the receiving work. Downfield stuff, you know, wheel routes, uh, over-the-shoulder grabs, things like that. So I really do like Jordan Louie and – you know, he's kind of an afterthought on most lists and things like that, the three-star guy. So there's plenty more running backs. I would say, you know, let's just wrap this up as a whole. What's your take on the class in general, uh, Matt and David? Um, I, I think it's a relatively average class. At first we were saying it's, you know, not good, but I think it's turned out to be a little more average than we expected. Um, you know, obviously, to me at least, there's only just the one top, one super high-end player in Baxter, and then, you know, not as many, like, tier two guys as you'd like. But I feel like the tier three is a very deep group and a lot of uh, exciting names that we've kind of unearthed as the season has gone along. Yeah. David, yeah. similar I, feelings? Yeah, pretty much. I probably, early on, this is my first year really getting into junior tape and then senior tape, so... I probably overreacted a little bit to junior tape. Um, I think the class has definitely grown on me as well. I think it's, yeah, it's pretty average. There's, there's some guys that have risen up and some guys we've uncovered. So the class seems fine in general, maybe not a ton of superstars, but you, know, you usually don't get a ton in, in one class anyway. Yeah. I think that's the point. We, I mean, that's a good point is we, we, we always kind of want like, Oh, this class is loaded, you know, 10 deep who could be stars that's very rare. You know, I think if you have one or two crown jewels um, in a class, that's pretty good. And I do think the issue here is that Baxter may not even like we said, I mean, I think for the last three classes, Baxter would not be the running back one. He wouldn't have been ahead of Singleton. 
He wouldn't have been ahead of Travion Henderson. He wouldn't have been ahead of Bijan Robinson. So, you know, we're looking at the number one in this class would not have been the best running back in the last three classes. So that tells you a little bit. But there will be guys. I mean, like you said, these, it's grown on us. Three stars have kind of come out of the woodwork, and we're like, I think this guy should be a four star. I think this guy is really good. Um, and so I think that's going to happen. Three stars are going to show up to campus and you know be relevant, even though they're lowly ranked, just like Quinchon Judkins, just like Damian Martinez, who is now getting 20 to 25 touches a game at a power five school as a true freshman. Like, and we saw it, we liked him, but he was buried and it's going to happen again. So who will pop? That's the trick. Who are we? Are, are hopefully the guys we're highlighting are the guys who are going to make that jump and kind of come out of nowhere to be very relevant for fantasy and, you know, put, put their stamp on NFL potential. But I think there is a bit of a issue with like, there's no guy you can really sit here and be like, he is an absolute monster. And I feel like the last few classes, there's been at least one that we could say this guy day one stud. We'll see if Baxter can do it. We'll see. Cause Bijan won't be in Texas. Maybe if he stays with that commitment, he, he produces as a true freshman. Um, all right. So then Next week, we'll do wide receivers, so stick with us for that. We'll do the same thing, top 10, and then some sleepers for you. And also, of course, our coverage won't end. You know, we're going to keep talking about stuff. Follow us all on Twitter, um, and if you, or if you at least just follow us at campusdecanta.com, the, the site name, you'll also get all of us retweeting and commenting, and, and you'll catch us there. I'm at AlfredJF. I don't do this every week, but – you know, shameless plug here. He's at big wide receiver guy. And David is at solving football. If you're catching us for the first time here on YouTube, you can follow us on Twitter and get some more information. You can go to campus see all of our recruiting coverage. Um, and so thank you for watching. Go ahead and click that like and subscribe button. You won't miss uh, our official, which debuts on Thursdays every single week. With that being said, that's the running backs of 2023. This has been the official.